You're listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. You can find more information about Battle Ready and Addison Free Will Baptist Church on our website, addisonfwbchurch.org forward slash Battle Ready Bible Study. Battle Ready Podcast, believing what it says. She's doing it. She's pointing. <laughs> and I was thinking of WSAZ Channel 3 News. Hi! Yes. Welcome to, welcome to Battle Ready. Sorry, I've already started with the giggles. I apologize for that. Welcome to our Saturday night get-together. I hope you have your Bibles with you. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 7. And I'm going to, it's been a while. We missed last week. We apologize for that. Um, I think we're going to try to regroup a little bit. We're still on the Sermon on the Mount. We're finishing up the sermon, this lesson, so we're actually going to start about verse 15 of chapter 7, but Laura, lead us in. In Christ dwell the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So in Jesus's earthly form, nothing of what God is is left out. He's inside of that, all of that, and that's hard to even wrap your head around, that the Almighty God whose earth is his footstool, who the skies are his throne, created everything in the universe is contained within this man walking around on the earth, this man who is God. And the only reason I say that is when he begins the Sermon on the Mount in chapter 5 and ends it in chapter 7, by the time he's done speaking, what is very, very, very clear is the chasm Mm -hmm. between who he is and who we are. Mm -hmm. And what he's made clear is that despite the best intentions and the best efforts and the best regulation and systems and analysis and of mankind of rules and we didn't understand what god meant hardly at all we, we barely grasped or almost did the opposite of what god intended when he gave us the law and what was the heart behind the law the heart and and what he kept saying over and over it's not what you are doing on the outside your outward your outward expressions of these things that I'm trying to teach you in the law are the opposite of what the heart and the internal part of you ought to understand that God is doing with the law. So by the time he's wrapping this up at the end of chapter 7, there, there cannot be anybody within earshot of him that has any level of understanding that's feeling like, hey, I've really done a good job following God. I am really in good shape with God the Father. Everybody has to be feeling like, I need help. And what's what, what I need, I don't even know how to ask for what I need because I fall so short, far short of the glory of God, of what he intended. What do I do now? And the, the very end part of 7 and all of chapter 8 begins God not just telling you, showing you that he's the fulfillment of that, but walking it out and showing that like not only can I make you okay, Not only am I the answer to what your inadequacies are Mm -hmm. and your failures are on the end, watch me do all that God intended for us to do. And what, I don't even know how to put that in words. Well, what God's relationship with us was supposed to be. And I think sometimes that is why people who aren't Christians or who pick up the Bible and read it for the first time, if they stop right here, it doesn't sound like you have any hope at all. Well, no, here's what they do. Christian people for ages, meaning well, meaning well, have taken what's in those first chapters and they've taken that and they've said to people, see, this is why I'm going to heaven, but you're not. See, I found what you did right here. You're in verse 36. You're in verse 22. You're in verse 15. (laughs) This is why you don't get to go to go. You don't get to come to God and you shouldn't feel like you're worthy to go to heaven and you need to question because we want want to say, well, you know, I'm going to hide the things that I found problematic in that, but I'm going to make sure that I point out in you the things that you fall short of. I'm going to hide the things that I found there's an echo in the gloriness of the gloriousness of that one. I'm just saying, do you know what I mean? We use it as a club and it's not a club. It's a mirror. It's, it's supposed to be pointed right at you. I'm not supposed to beat people over the head with this. Yes. Right. That, that's just the truth of it. I should be at the end of this on my face before God saying help. And if you don't help, I'm lost. Right. And then, and then, Thanks be to Jesus that the next chapters are watch me do all the other things you can't do mm-hmm. and, and learn to put your you trust in who me. Who it is that can, right? Yes. I, I think that's a very good introduction to the to the final part of this Sermon on the Mount. We've covered a lot of things in here. The, 
the blessed are the poors in spirit and all that. We've gone through quite a few things. The increase in, uh, you know, the law says if you uh, commit adultery, but he says, no, I'm kicking it up a notch. It's even more than that. It's it's where's your heart when you're doing all that. I mean, there's just so many things. I don't think anybody, if you sincerely look through five, six, and seven, I don't think you, I think if you do what you said about pointing out somebody else's mistakes, you've just missed the point altogether. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, we, we, we don't, we didn't get to talk about this lesson before we started tonight, but I don't, that's something that's been on my heart and mind a lot lately is how much different church rules just flat out miss the mark. You know, just, these things are truth. Everything mm-hmm. that Jesus discussed in the Sermon of the Mount, on the Mount as being wrong, it's still wrong today. Mm-hmm. It's still convicting. It's still sin. We, the standard is the standard. We're supposed to be striving for that standard in our lives, living by the principles he laid down. It's real and true. But what it does, that standard, that law, what's Paul say? He said, you know, at one time mm-hmm. I was alive, but the law came and I died. I died. I found out that I was dead, that and it was revealed to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like something we talk about people in our families that we wish would come to Jesus or people that we love that we wish could come to the Lord. And mm-hmm. the problem is it's got to be revealed to them. Mm-hmm. They have to stop looking at what everybody else says and requires and does and turn that word of God inward as a reflection and see, see their need. Right, and God has to do that. He has to reveal that to them. If they're seeking, the Bible but says they'll, they'll find it. They'll find it. Yes. And if they're knocking, it'll be opened. Right. He He will said. do that. But and that and that's in the Beatitudes. That we book. went over that. That's and what He's talking about is this knowledge of what God is and who He is and how holy and high, how high, and how perfect. I think. The, right. You, but you gotta. You've gotta be shown that. I think, and you got to be willing to to do something with what you are shown. But I think the best phrase that you've said so far is this is the church, the Christian believers, the body of Christ is not a club. It's not. And the Bible shouldn't be used as a club. It should be used as a mirror. History to show us all the different things that we need to learn and know. If we're busy improving ourselves, we can't help but influence the people around us. Right? So well, and even and even beyond that, that improving ourselves, not just on our own. I can't but improve. The I can't improve myself to meet that standard. I I could try the rest of my life to improve myself to meet that standard, and I've all. If you've broken in one place, you've broken the entire thing. I I can't fix this. This is like, and I just I don't mean to belabor it, but this is a problem I cannot fix. Mm-hmm. This is the situation you get in life where okay, you've been. You've been going along pretty well, and you've done the things you're supposed to do, and you're living the life that the world tells you the life you're supposed Mm -hmm. to live. And then what happens? Something that comes up in life that just knocks you out of the water. Mm -hmm. And you say, I don't have an answer to this. Mm -hmm. I can't, no matter what I do, I can't fix it. Can't make it. And the more I try to fix it, the worse I make it. Mm -hmm. Right? And the more I try to hide it, the more corrupt and bitter and torn up I get and anger I get. There's no way out for me. But that straight and narrow gate we're getting ready to talk about. Mm-hmm. Or we talked about in verse 13. That there is no alternative. And that's what every human being... You didn't get saved because you were almost lost. Or you just about fell into sin. That's a good or point. You, or you, were t- you, you came real close to the edge. You got saved because you were unable to save yourself and completely and hopelessly lost. And you say, well, I wasn't, I wasn't in a gutter somewhere. I wasn't homeless. I wasn't in jail. Yeah. It doesn't matter. If, if you have found yourself, if you've been listening mm-hmm. from chapter 5 on, you have found yourself guilty. Mm-hmm. I think Heart about that matter. king in the Old Testament. I think I said that last time we were together or in Sunday school somewhere. We've had this. We've Bel- had this both. So. Belshazzar was the king of Babylon, school, right? Mm-hmm. And he is having a party. He's at the top of the world. Everybody from all over the known world at the time is there celebrating with him and his accomplishments. He's inherited great fortune and great wealth. He's killing it. And there while they're, they're drunk and having that party, a hand appears and writes on the wall. You have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. That's this mirror moment. That's this moment when you go, I thought I had it all together, but I absolutely do not. And all the self-improvement in the world will not fix it. 
I can't knuckle down and save myself. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. I can't. And we should. So I've got to have a savior and who's he going to be and what's he like and here he is when we get ready to go into chapter eight and i don't even know if we'll make it but when we get to go into chapter eight there's a leper that comes to jesus and we'll read it but he says if you will thou canst make me whole and it's like he comes and he worships and and he acknowledges who jesus christ is somehow he knew he found out and he believed and he is not questioning whether or not jesus is able he says he can he he's he believes he's able what he's questioning is, what's your character? Are you the kind of are you the kind of God? Are you the kind of Savior that would do something for me? Mm-hmm. Like how, how good, right? Mm-hmm. Like what what kind of person are you, Jesus? And that's what the next chapters will prove out. Who is this King? I know he's King because his thoughts are higher than my thoughts, and his ways are higher than my ways, and everything he's laid out, mm-hmm. I can't even come close to what he is and what he's able to do. But then I want to know, I know who you are, Jesus, but... Does that include me? <laughs> but what because kind the, of a person are you? Because in the standard right? of the day, nobody's even going to talk to this leper. Is, yeah, is your character what are you? of such a way, is your character in such a line that you welcome me, right? Mm-hmm. That I'm allowed in? What kind of person? If you will, you, you can, can make me that. whole. Mm-hmm. And that's where I sit at the end of chapter 7. If you will, you can make me whole. And you alone, not me. And it's a good, that's a good start into this. Because we're actually about halfway through chapter 7. We're going to start at verse 15. Okay. So if you've got your Bibles, open it up. We're in Matthew chapter 7. We're at verse 15. He's going to talk about true and false, fake teachers. He says in verse 15, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Never forget that the same chapter that says the liberal's favorite verse, judge not that you be not judged, mm-hmm. says what you need to judge. Mm-hmm. Because it's the whole counsel of God. It's not one verse as a mantra, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So I am not to judge the motivation and the heart and the salvation of another human being. That is between them and God alone because they belong to him. That's right. All of them me. belong to him. But at the same time, I am commanded to know truth from error, mm-hmm. lies. I, I, I'm commanded to be beware and warn others that this is not right. Mm-hmm. That these things I have to know what the Word of God says about sin and about truth and about righteousness. I'm commanded to know that. But we think that that means the same thing. We think if we're not going to judge, that means I can't tell you something's wrong. I can't tell you something's right. I can't tell you if this is good or this is evil. The truth is, I have to. Okay. We're the watchmen. We're the watchmen. I have to tell you because I have to tell me. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, the you know what? Sometimes we, in that desire to not be a judge or not to be self righteous, which we don't want to be, and God hates self righteousness and pride, we end up letting someone destroy themselves because we won't because tell we the truth. won't speak up and say, hey, you know what? God loves you too much to let you get do that. That that's wrong, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'll help you. Because yeah. I've got things wrong in me too. Yeah. So, but that's what that's the heart. And in society, that's almost you're not allowed. We're almost to that place where in, I don't know that you culture ever, we. I don't think anybody's I agree with ever you, but I don't think it. you've ever been allowed. I think that this is what got you locked up mm-hmm. in Paul and Silas's day. This is what got you uh, with your head cut off, right, mm-hmm. for preaching the gospel and crucified upside down because the world does not want you to speak the truth about things that they are doing mm-hmm. that they've bought a lie about to make, to make themselves feel better. But he I says, don't know if it's ever been popular. But he says, but you're still called to beware do it. of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. So if I'm just looking at that verse, what am I watching out for? I, I think that the keys in that word ravening Mm-hmm. Right, I have. You'll have people that'll come to you saying, "I speak for God," or "Let me, let me give you my understanding, my special interpretation of what the Scripture means." Mm-hmm. But behind that expression is a hunger, and the hunger is for power, and the hunger is for control, and the hunger is to take advantage of a position mm-hmm. of authority. Mm-hmm. And a shepherd is not ravening. Mm-hmm. A shepherd is providing the food, and a shepherd is. Keeping the sheep 
safe and well taken care of and loved and healed and ministering to them, right? That, read, read Psalm 23 and see how the medicine and the anointing and the leading by the still waters, right? The and protection the and all the good over stuff. these people. But a ravening wolf is his... He's pretending to be a sheep. Among, he's just one of you. Mm-hmm. He's just dressed like you. He's just talking like so you. So it sounds like a sheep, maybe. And it looks like a sheep. But his actions are not those of a sheep. His actions are those of a, of, of a predator on mm-hmm. the people. Mm-hmm. And a predator is just looking for what advantage he can take. Right? And we have to be careful because the world is full of that. And sometimes it's good-hearted, but not good-hearted. That's the wrong word. Sometimes it is. It looks good. It, yes, that's what I mean. It looks like it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. But here's where, and I don't know. I don't and know again, how to say this, but here's where you've got to know it yourself. You need to be reading this. This shouldn't be. Well, we're being wise about this judging. If a person is judging in order to put a person in subjection to themselves and have power over them, to embarrass them, to be better than them or get their value from what they have to say about somebody else, that's a predator. Mm-hmm. When someone is saying to someone, here, here's what God says about this. Let me help you. Let me make it better. Let me help heal you. Let me, Let me walk with you through this. Yeah, let, let me show you this because I love you. And, and not only that, I'm going to do it privately. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to save you from embarrassment. I'm going to save you from mm-hmm. right ridicule from someone else. That that person is that true shepherd mm-hmm. like Jesus Christ is who brings us along. I love that words like, that describe God in Scripture include words like gentle, mm-hmm. kind, right, mm-hmm. long-suffering. God is patient with me. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that he's not just waiting to... Counts on what I do wrong and destroy me. But he's patient with me and good to me. Right? And we're supposed to model him. That's what we've learned so far. And, and then verse 16 just adds to that because it says, You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. And, and, and a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. So no matter how much they try, and no matter how much effort they put into it, really, really want to, they will bring forth what they are. Mm-hmm. You are born again, or you are not. not. And it's really just that simple. Like, and, you, and if you're not born again, and you're trying really, 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 really hard, you're still going to bring forth corrupt fruit. It's not going to work. It's not going to be nourishing. It's not going to be right. It's always going to be off, mm-hmm. right? Because you can't bring forth what you're not. You have to bring forth what you are. And is that, I, I don't know, do you think that's the biggest um, failure that we have in all of this, all of these, said, is that we won't admit what we are? Just wait. See, we're just like, just, just hold on a minute. I'll get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead I'm, of... God, you've got to change me. You've got to completely change me because I can't do what I'm not. Mm -hmm. So you've got to change the heart and you've got to change the will and the desire. And you've got to change my my mind about, you've got to show me. We were talking about being born again in homeschool this week because we were talking about um, Thomas Aquinas and his five proofs of the existence of God. And I'm not going to go into that, but we were going all over that in homeschool this week, his arguments for the existence of God. And one of the things that he talked about was like, just like you are born the first time mm-hmm. and you responded to things happening around you, but you didn't have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. You responded to some an action caused by someone else. Mm-hmm. Being born again is the same way. I, I am, when I'm born again by the Spirit, I'm responding to an action God put forward. My new birth, my change isn't due to my effort. But I respond to the effort of God himself, right? Mm-hmm. I'm responding to that. That's what we're talking about here. Or we're like, you can't be that old dead tree and, and work fruit. really hard and make a great big shiny apple. <laughs> you have got to be born again as that apple tree. You know what? You have to start over mm-hmm. and, and respond to what God's work is transforming you. Because if I've learned anything in the last few chapters, it's... My best efforts stink. Mm-hmm. Did not meet his standard. They don't meet the standard. They fall. They fall. Nobody. They fall his so standard. far from it mm-hmm. that you know. And mm-hmm. what am I supposed to watch for? I'm supposed to watch for those who'd like to go 
the easy way around that. Mm-hmm. That don't want to be born again and be changed. That don't want to submit themselves to God. That don't want to go through Jesus Christ, but want their own goodness, their own works, and their own best effort to show how much better they are than the person over there. And they're going to put on that sheep's clothing. They're going to look like a Christian, but they've not submitted their life. They're still in charge of it all. They have not done that. They've not had that change. And when they come in, they're ravening mm-hmm. because they're hungry. Right, for the acknowledgement and the power and the whatever they get from being in charge and scaring other... You know where Wolf is? He's scary. Mm-hmm. He scares everyone else, right? That's true. And I'm not supposed to be governed by someone like that. I'm supposed to be governed by a sheep like me, mm-hmm. right? That had to be born like I was born mm-hmm. and follow the way I'm following and submitted to the, the good shepherd. I know I'm t- talking no, too much, but I that, that's, that's perfect. There's a difference. No, and it says at verse 19 and 20, end that little section. You know why the, ra- the sheep, wolf in sheep clothing is bad? Because he's not a sheep. He's not a sheep. He yes. doesn't belong there, mm-hmm. right? But he's trying to be something. But he's, he's trying not. to put it on, mm-hmm. on the external, and not be changed on the internal, like mm-hmm. we've been talking about for two chapters. But yes, for several right? weeks We now. want to put it on instead of be it. And verse 19 says, And every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits, ye shall know them. And if you want to look at it from a different angle, verse 21 says the same thing. Verse 23. Verse 21 says, and this is talking about, this is the first Wolf part was talking funny. about false prophets, people telling you what the Bible says, what, what have God not has said. To change themselves. And then not everyone, this is now just professions of sorts, it says not but everyone. But them too. Verse 21, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. What is the will of the Father? Many will say to me Wait, in don't that go day. Past that. What is the will of the Father? Well, what, let's look what he says. It says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, we have, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. Don't go further. What's he say? This person who is not known of God, this person who is not, who's trying to be something God, without submitting is to saying, God, I've done all the things you said. Mm-hmm. I followed the rules. And so what I'm saying is, when you read, not everyone that saith to me, but those who doeth the will of my Father, he's not talking about those who keep the rules. No, he's not. He's not talking about our good works. Because he's if it was our good works, this guy's in, church, right? How much we don't go to church. Well, he's exactly. Talking, he's not talking about... So what's about, he mean, do the will of the Father? The will of the Father is that you glorify the Son. The will of the Father mm-hmm. is that you confess Jesus Christ as the only begotten Son. Two and, commandments, and repent. Right? Like, th- that, that's why we know it's not a bunch of work. People will preach this as if, if you're not doing all the right things, you're not going to heaven. This 22 guy is doing the right things. Have and he's not going to heaven and cast out devils and done many wonderful because works. Because the will I'm doing things because the will that's of the Father to is to love the Son. Mm-hmm. It's always been to love the Son. Mm-hmm. It's always been to glorify to Him, submit to Him, to right? love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Right, and it's well, to love my neighbor as myself. And through Christ, I can. Through Christ, I can right. do that. Right, I can't do it. Without I can't him. do it without Him because that's what this guy says. He says, "Listen." I'm you you can't accuse me of wrong. I'm doing. I did the things you said to do, but you didn't do the will of the Father. Mm-hmm. The will of the Father is for you to submit son. to the Son, mm-hmm. right? Confess Jesus Christ as no Lord. Be cast out. It says if he will, if he will do that. But many will say, and verse twenty three says, and then will I profess? Jesus them, will say to them, I never knew you. I cannot think of a worse thing to hear. Mm-mm. Thinking that you can do it just as good as anybody else. That Thinking you're, you're as, there to get your reward. Yeah, and that you, you know, you. I deserve a crown. What What is the thought? What What was the thing they used to talk about? Have done more good than bad. I, you know. You know I what I bet he did. I bet he did. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Jesus doesn't say to him, "You liar." No. He says no. to, "I never knew you, and I have to know you. He and has to know, to know you." you. Right and and no matter how but the you Bible says around it, if if you'll it says you know if if you'll ask he'll come in that's he's, he and you will know him he's made it as easy he, he as didn't it can say be. like there's some secret key that you can't figure out or some password you don't know or some level of goodness you have to attain he said if you ask I'll come in and sup with you 
And when I come in, the Father comes too. Mm -hmm. That's what he says in the New Testament. That's what so, so if you want to know him, if you want to be known, all you got to do is ask. ask. And, and mean it. Just right? ask. And what you're saying is like that leper. I don't mean to keep going back to that. But you're saying, look, look I know like you can, but will yeah. you? Yeah. Will you come in and be with me? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. You will if you ask him to come out. in, if you acknowledge him as Lord, the answer is yes. And it changes you. It changes how you think. It, it changes, changes you not just a little bit. You go from dead alive. to alive. Right? You're a I new can't creature. imagine, though. I really can't think. I just think about this verse sometimes, and it makes me, uh, you know, I've done all these things. I've done all this stuff. What do you mean I'm not coming into heaven? It's what the rich young ruler said. I've kept that from my youth up. And Jesus didn't argue with him either. He didn't say, no, you didn't. He That's didn't right. argue with him. He said, he said, if you want to be perfect, mm -hmm. he says to the rich young if you want to be perfect, sell what you have, give it to the poor. pick up your cross, Follow, follow me. me. And he walks away sorrowful. Because, because the only one who did that is Jesus, Jesus Christ himself. himself. Mm -hmm. He gave up all the riches of heaven. Mm -hmm. He picked up the cross and walked toward Jerusalem. He, he's mm -hmm. the one who sacrificed it all to be the Savior. If you want to save yourself, all you got to do is do it. Be perfect. Go to the cross. Mm -hmm. Die for your sin. Be, make sure you're perfect first. Because unless you've kept all these things... Like you said, you did. You can't die there, and and right, you can't be born under the curse and die there. So what? And and the disciples go, well, then who in the world can be saved? And he says, with God, with man, things are impossible. But with God, God, all, all things, things are, are possible. possible. You know what I need? Jesus. I need the King. I need, Jesus. I need this King to not just be who He says He is, but will you do it for me? I need Him to have that character. Mm -hmm. That not only is He who He is. He'll extend it to me, which he's about to pray. And I think also, I hate, and I, forgive me, because I always do come in with a different perspective just to hear. But if, you're, if you've been a Christian, I mean, I, as I hear you, I'm thinking of somebody who's on the periphery. You've been out there, you're kind of thinking you're just as good as every other person who says they're a Christian. And, you know, you're, you're this person who has done good things. And you've tricked good, yourself. You, because Satan likes to trick you. But then he I does. also think he attacks the people that have been Christians a long time because you forget you need this too. You're not able to take care of this on your own. You can't. This is not your doing that gets you there. It's his. And I think I think when we bring those two perspectives together, all the excuses about why you don't go to church or why you do go to church, that you've got to get to the crux of the matter. Why are you, what are you doing? I am submitting to the Lord. Don't take this the wrong way because I love my church. I love oh, I my church. I recommend my church. I'm proud of my church. The people are people that I love. But there are a lot of churches I that I couldn't go to. I there can't. are a lot of churches that if I sat down not knowing what I know about who Jesus Christ is mm -hmm. and the sermon was on our own personal goodness and the sermon was on our ability to earn it and the, and the sermon was about how good we feel about ourselves because we've done good things and, and it was about the nobility of humanity and how humanities can work together and save itself. I would sit there and go, you guys are full of baloney. I would sit there and look at the world that I see and think that is not going to work. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen it, and, and what you're telling and me doesn't line up with the way. world. Mm -hmm. But but when the truth of the gospel is declared, mm -hmm. skeptics will listen. Mm -hmm. because, because they'll say, that's the world I see. I see a world where people try really hard, and I've tried really hard, and I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I see a world where, despite our best efforts, point. we get worse. And that's the point, right? right? And, and then you learn that, you know what, there is a way out, and it's through and by Jesus Christ alone right there is an answer which requires faith which requires right? submission which requires all the things that human beings just as a general rule don't want anything to do with yeah i'm just highly skeptical by nature when you try to sell me rainbows you don't believe. i look at storm clouds i say but what about that what about right yes. that's just that's just what and i know that i'm not the only person i know there's a lot of people that have been around church their whole life and they think that just ain't going to work mm -hmm. what you're telling me is not going to work that's because you don't know who jesus is yet you don't know the king yet the king can make it work you can't make it work but, but you can't can. make it work that's such a good right? point that, i don't know that's such a good point and i think as an older christian or a person that's been in the church a long time you got to remember that too 
you've got to stop thinking that you are righteous and that your fruit is so great. That you're not you're, fooling anybody, but you. Yeah, because everybody Anybody else not. that knows you is not fooled. Correct. You you might delude yourself into believing that. I don't believe it. You <laughs> might, but nobody else that knows you believes that. That's and, and those that need a real answer need to see the king and not you. Mm-hmm. And when we get in the way, I, 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 I don't remember who the minister was that said this, but he was talking about um, uh, somehow, in other, in other words, they were coming to him instead of going straight to God about things. Yeah. And his point was, and the other guys, the, the other minister man. said, well, you're the problem. Get out of the way uh-huh. because they need to get to Christ, not to you, not to your approval, not to what you think is the right thing. But what does God, what's he what's mm-hmm. got to say about that? Sometimes as human beings, I think we get it all mixed up because we're very prideful. We like to think that we are in charge of things. And this is one of those things, most of the things that we're involved in, we're not in charge of. I thought about the storms the other day. I know this is stupid, it's small, but we had thunderstorms that were pretty windy and kind of nasty. And I thought, here we are, 2024, technology, iPads, iPhones, and a storm, we can't stop it. We can't make it. We can't do Divert anything it. about what it's going to. You know, we're still at the mercy of power that we don't control, mm-hmm. and we forget that. Yeah. So, please, please. Also, as we're going through this, if you don't know Christ, if you haven't submitted yourself to Him, your life to Him, yep, it's going to change a few things. But I know we've kind of already said this, but I think most of the time, if you read this. And you're very familiar with scripture. You read this and you think, yeah, I better watch out for those wolves. Mm -hmm. Assuming that you'd never be one. Mm -hmm. But the minute you do what you just described and you become the person who is trusting on your goodness and your own wisdom Mm -hmm. and your own understanding. And you are the wolf. Mm -hmm. Beware that you you are the wolf in sheep's clothing. Because you're you're, you're not... being that sheep that surrendered to the shepherd, you're not being that changed person, but you're being the person relying on another way. Mm-hmm. And there's one. Mm-hmm. There's and, one way. And it talks about the good fruit. Sometimes the fruit that you're bearing isn't fruit that you... Is useful. It, it's not the fruit that you thought you no. should... I mean, sometimes the things that you do that you think are just kind of insignificant, that's the fruit. That's the thing. So let's go on because I like this next one is one of my favorite things. It says he's going to talk about verse 24. It says, therefore, because of all this other that we've just now said, because we're coming now to the end of this sermon. So we Real change, everything not else that he said, he says, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. Can't just hear it. Can't just know it. You have to do it. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. You're going to think this is a dumb question. I love the rock in this house. I know. The rock is my favorite. It's one of my favorite You're going to think when I ask this, what a bonehead. Okay. (laughs) But why why did the house not fall? Because of the rock. Was it because it was built really well? It's the rock. Is it because they constructed it out of a certain type of material? Or it's they had so many so bathrooms or it had so many bedrooms in it? It's because the, the floor was cemented in the right way and it was measured perfectly? Were there just the right amount of windows in this house? It was the rock. So everything you built, he doesn't even mention it. No. But what you're built upon is what matters. Is what mattered. What I'm built upon. I love when Jesus, and I love when the analogy to Christ is he's my rock. Right? I, I love the Again, rock. Again, the works versus uh, well, a connection says, with Jesus Christ himself. Because the reason the house is standing is the rock. Is the rock. Mm-hmm. And it says, I will liken him unto a wise man mm-hmm. who builds his house on the rock. And I I know the I don't know if I'm gonna make it through this part, but I know the kids sing their song about uh, rains came, winds blew. But my house was built on you. That's what the song. My house is built on is you. built on you. And when you know that, yeah. it does hold you. It does. Even if the house 
is gone. The rock is still there. You're on that rock. But the house isn't gone. But it isn't. It says it's not going to fall. <laughs> it's not going to fall because mm -hmm. it's sitting on the rock. That is the my thing favorite that I built. Thing. I love that scene. I love that story. It's not the crucial part. Mm -mm. It's and that then, it's built on. And here's the, here's the opposite for your mm -hmm. comparison. And it says, And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and do, doeth them not, in other words, there's your choice. You can hear it and do it and build and on And still rock. do it your way. Or you can hear it and say, yeah, but that's just for I'm weak people. My way. How many people say that? That's just for weak people that have to have a crutch to do something. If, they, if we hear them and do them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man. And what's a foolish man say? Foolish man the says foolish there man is no says, God. I know this is sand. Listen to me. This is big. Mm -hmm, it I is. know this is sand right here, but if I built this well enough, I can make it work. When the storm comes, because I've built this so well, because I've designed it so well, and I've put so much effort into this, it doesn't matter that I'm on the rock or not. Mm -hmm. It's going to stand because of what I've done. Mm -hmm. A fool says It's going to stand because of what I've there built. There is no God. A fool was saying, I don't need God. When I, I picture this, own. I know this, and since I was a little kid, I pictured this way. As Sunday, I know. I'm I thinking, do. I thought about this when we read it. I thought, I'm sure there are people who are listening to us that have heard that song about building your house on the rock and on the sand their whole entire life. And sometimes we get so familiar with it, we don't pay attention to what it's actually this saying. This isn't in there. This is the way I imagine this. Okay? This is not in there. Mm -hmm. But I've, I've always imagined it like on the rock was this just little cottage, like a family house, just modest. Mm -hmm. And on the sand was this mansion, you know? And then... It didn't matter because the storm doesn't care what you built. The little house is safe mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. That little house of truth it's on the rock. is safe because it's on. And that mansion of your own effort is not safe because it's not built on anything. There's nothing to hold it up There's when the trouble to, comes. Yeah, Nothing holds and it I'm up. And I'm sure that there, and we, we got to finish this part so we can make the comparisons. It says, everyone, verse 20, everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened to a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew, same as it did on the other house, and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Great as in terrible and large and scary. And, and so, so it's just like, when 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 it falls, it's not a small thing. It's a catastrophic failure, mm -hmm. right? It's not, and, that, and you get that like not to be rebuilt again. Mm -hmm. It it's falls complete. It's completely gone. But That's the I way think, things built on sand. And out. I think that anybody who has been a Christian, so again, I'm going to a different angle coming back into this. If you've been a Christian and you have had the winds blow or the rains fall and the floods show up, it's nice. You don't know it at the time, but it's nice that you can firmly, safely, confidently know you're on the rock. Be on that rock. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't it doesn't take you out of here. It's not gonna devastate. Somebody say you. your house is not gonna stand though because you didn't put enough money in your windows. No. And you'll be that's like, no, nothing to do with Because money. I'm on the rock. You that's know what nothing, I'm saying? I'm not talking yeah. about your physical house, but I'm talking about but when people say to your life, people will make you doubt. But you know you haven't made the right choices about this, or you were foolish well, you about this, or, you or you've made you made a you mistake when you this. did this. I'm not even talking about that, but even in like the way you've lived your life, if you had been a better, then, then you could have counted on God to take care of you. But now you know, can you really count on God to take care? of you? Yes, Yeah, because I'm, I'm on, on the rock. rock. Yes, I'm on the because rock. my I, I, the way I built my house is one thing, but where my house is standing is here. A whole other thing, right? I'm not counting on me. I'm counting on him. And that's the submission right? that most human beings struggle I'm with. Counting on him. I'm, I believe what he said. I'm, I believe what he said, and I'm striving to live and I according to people, the way his heart is, but he's who I'm counting on. And I know there's people who have had horrific, awful losses, and there is no way to say any of that is in any way good, on rock, but staying on the rock is the key. Mm -hmm. Because when my house is built, on that rock right mm -hmm. and I may not like what happens and I can't explain everything that happens and I don't have a reason for all the bad things that happen other than sin in the world and how it works but I'm on that rock 
And then this other person, though, had the same kind of things. I, I want you to I really notice. feel like they felt like they had it together. I don't know how to explain, yeah. but they felt like I've built something that despite what happens, well, it says, look how well I've done you it. You heard the sayings, but you didn't do them. Because you great didn't want to. was the fall of it. I, it. For it to fall greatly, it had to be a built greatly. Mm -hmm. It had to be something to me. Mm -hmm. That's the way I read that. Mm -hmm. And they, they had some reason for thinking this house would stand. The same but kind of rain fell, the right? same kind of winds blew, yeah. the same kind of storm comes, and it's going to happen to everybody. It's all mm -hmm. there. You're not going to get out of it without, you're not going to get out of it. I don't, we put too much emphasis on who has the most toys. You have more than I have. Your house is bigger than my house. You're at, but if it's not built right, it doesn't matter. Right? The rains descend, the floods came, the winds blew, and it beats upon the house, and it fell. But it didn't just fall. Great is the fall. Great is the fall of it. I can't imagine how people, I really don't, I don't know how people who don't know God personally survive some of the things that go on in this world today. I really don't understand. I am thankful for that rock that my house is built on. It's one of my favorite, that's one of my favorite um, comparisons right there. So then we're at the end of his Sermon on the Mount. Don't miss the last two verses. And, here's, and he sums it up with this. He says, or the Bible says, verse 28, And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. Astonished is a pretty it good it word. It means that you're sitting there unable to speak. You're blown away. And, and when why? God reveals to you truth, that, that's the reaction. You're just like, what can I say? I can't answer that. I can't argue to that. I can't. It, we, it's with such power. It's with such authority. It's unvarnished truth mm -hmm. that you sit there astonished. There, that's not the only time that word is used when talking yeah. about Jesus and what he says. It'll say they were, they were astonished. They were astonished. They, they were, were silent and amazed. At listening to the word of Jesus, and but, but because of his authority, authority. Right. it because says verse twenty nine that ends these that ends the this sermon that's gone on for three chapters. It ends with, for he being Jesus taught them as one having authority, and not as scribes. When we started, we kind of we read that first, mm -hmm. and we talked about the fact that when a scribe would speak. He would all, most, this is just truth. You can look this up. He would speak with the words of another wiser person from the past. The scribe's job was to record those wise and truthful sayings from the scripture and from the wise people in their culture. And when someone had a question to bring up a source and present that source's information to them as the answer to their problems. But Jesus wasn't quoting any other source except himself because he wrote the law. He is the law and the voice of the prophets. He is the word from the beginning and the word of God, right? He is the, the logos, the truth. So when he speaks, he doesn't have to quote anybody. He's where it came from to start with, mm -hmm. right? And they're, they're blown away because like what he's saying is obviously true, but it's just from him. And yeah, right? And we know... What this is this is astonishing. Mm -hmm. Who is this person mm -hmm. who speaks as if he wrote it? <laughs> He's the one who wrote it. She telling them to right? pray, telling them to believe. Treasures in heaven. I mean, can you imagine? All, I mean, how long have they sat here? And I think verse one. I don't know how we'll get in far. We'll get into eight because it's fifteen too. But verse one is this moment. I think that we have. He had. We all have. It says when he was come down from the mountain. Great multi multitudes followed him. It's one thing, and it's an amazing thing. It blew them away for Jesus to say all these things. Mm -hmm. But now, but then he has you. to come down from the mountain, mm -hmm. and he has to live. And is what you do going to line up with what you say? And that begins to be the question in chapter 8. Mm -hmm. And what they find is he's better than his word. He is more than what he said in the Sermon on the Mount. Mm -hmm. and, and he just keeps showing that he not only fulfills it, he goes overboard with what he's able to do and accomplish. But just we do that. You get up on top of the mountain. You think you've spent time with God. You've learned something. You've grown. You've had an experience, right? You went through with the Lord and you're on the top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. And you've said these things to people that are around you. And you've said, look, I've learned this and this is this thing. And then you have to come off the mountain and do those things. And do those things. And then we fall completely apart. But, but Christ we, didn't. But we should make sure we know right. that, of course, we're going to fall apart. 
because well, now Satan's going to start the battle. And the, it, it takes some, be not weary in well-doing. It takes some... Don't forget what you said when you were on the mountain. Yeah, don't forget what he's, what you learned. Mm -hmm. And it takes faith, and it takes prayer. And all the things that he's told them, that didn't change just mm -hmm. because we come down from the mountain. Mm -hmm. But now, what you said earlier, we're going to see as he comes down from the mountain, what a king all does. the things he does to reinforce those things that he's taught. Mm -hmm. So the, the big takeaway, give me a big takeaway from the from the... The Sermon on the Mount, which is, has been the last three chapters, because we've only got about 15 minutes left. There, there's a lot, isn't there? There's a lot of little little pieces, but the big takeaway is he didn't just, in my opinion, he didn't just come here and say, well, you're lost, and you're lost, and you're lost, and you're lost. He came with the purpose of recovering. What's the verse say that says, um, if you fall on the rock, yeah, the rock. Will if fall you fall, we're talking about the rock a minute ago. If you will fall on the rock, you'll be broken. But you'll be alive. You'll but you'll stay. be okay. Yeah, but, but if, if the, the rock, rock falls, falls on you, you're crushed you'll be in ground powder. into powder. Right? That's to me the takeaway of the Sermon on the Mount. When I find out, when I fall on I'm that rock, I am broken, mm -hmm. and and I have to and openly confess that I'm broken. And more times than once, right? I mean, you don't just fall on the rock and. But there's healing in that rock, and there's stability in and that rock, and the house stands mm -hmm. on that rock, and he holds. But if I reject what he's had to say, and I reject the word of God and the truth of God, and I don't the want rock to change falls it, on me. And it's going to cause too many things to be different, and I just can't do that. And that's just for weak people. And if all the excuses that we have, or maybe it's just me, maybe I just don't want to do that. And the rock falls on you, you're grounded, then you ground, it's over. Right? There's no remedy. I, you know, I know this is, this is kind of off the deep end, but I know when, have you ever, have you ever laid your face against a rock? Like if you, when you lay on a rock or you lay down on I've a rock, sat it's, on a rock? it's cool. Yeah. It's cool on your face. Sometimes mm -hmm. now if it's been out in the sun, it's hot, but it, it, it's just, I don't know. There's something about the protection of that rock, the security of that rock, the strength in that rock. Right? I'm not talking a pebble. I'm talking mm -hmm. a rock big enough Granted. for you to put your house on, to build yeah. your faith on. You're not going to go wrong on the rock. I always thought it was weird. This probably has nothing to do with what you're saying. But I always thought it was a weird footnote in biblical history that Jacob uses one for a pillow. Mm-hmm. I have not used one for a pillow, although I've laid down on a rock. I'm just saying. But uh, Jacob uses a stone for a pillow, and I've always thought that's not in there by accident that he used a stone for a pillow. He was able to rest mm -hmm. on the rock when he came to Bethel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of places. Remember the rock in the wilderness that gave them water? Mm -hmm. I mean, that rock that followed them was Christ. So there's a lot of rock references. Daniel's rock that mm -hmm. knocks down the kingdoms of the world. Mm -hmm. The cornerstone that builds the whole kingdom. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of analogies for the rock, and the rock is one of my favorite things. Now, if you're now just joining us, you're thinking, is she talking about the wrestler's rock? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the rock that is Christ. Yeah. And it is a wonderful, I don't know, that's just one of my favorite. I like it when, when you use that analogy. That analogy hits home with me. I'm not sure exactly why, but I like that. I like the rock. So he's down the mountain. Yep, he's down the mountain. Let's let let's let him meet the first guy. All right. Okay. So, verse chapter eight, verse one. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him, and behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, "Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean." And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, "I will, be thou clean." And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said unto him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Okay, the leper is not allowed to be in the multitude. Mm -hmm. He's not allowed to touch or be near anybody. He sneaked in. <laughs> yeah, he sneaked in. <laughs> he I sneaked see where in. you're going. He sneaked in. <laughs> he sneaked into this group. He had to sneak in. He's had to disguise himself. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not taking too much liberty here. You, you stop me. Mm -mm. But the people won't let him around him if he's a leper. Unless they know it's And there. it's very hard to hide your leper because parts of you are falling off. <laughs> Sores yes. and places that won't heal and things that are broken open. Mm -hmm. So this guy's been hiding. He's sneaking around to see Jesus. Here's this great multitude of people that have heard what he had to say. And, and according to the end of chapter 7, some of them are going to hear and listen. Some of them are not. Some of them oh. don't feel convicted in their sin because they're not going to listen to what he said and mm -hmm. respond. Mm -hmm. But this guy mm -hmm. believes he what he's heard. Mm -hmm. And the first thing he does, like, it says it worshiped him. And I want to stop there because he does not run at him and say, I need, I need, I need, I need. He oh. runs at Jesus Christ and worships. And if there's anything we have forgotten how to do, it's that. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to belabor a point. I'm telling you, this is serious, and this is convicting to me. Worship's a big deal. And he comes and he worships him, and the first thing that I know that he worshiped him, worshiped him is the posture of this man. Because as he he's, he's falling before the Lord, right? He comes to him and he worships him. Lord, if thou will, thou canst make me clean. He, he professes to know who Jesus Christ is. So his posture is worship. His profession is worship. And then his presentation of who he really is is worship. Mm -hmm. I think we miss that one. Mm -hmm. I think we come to church and we think worship means somebody's going to sing and we're going to sway and lift our hands. But worship is a posture of recognizing that the King of Kings is, is above all, is who he says he is, is the maker of heaven and earth. He's, he's the sustainer of all things. It's the posture of my heart. It's a profession of those things out loud, mm -hmm. right? And beyond that, it is an, a, I, I feel, this totally making this up. Throw this away if you don't want it. But I feel like it's taken off the costume. Mm -hmm. Whatever he did to get in among that multitude, to get to Jesus, mm -hmm. surrounded by people, had to be removed to be helped. Mm -hmm. So he presented himself, Bob says, present yourself. A sacrifice, holy oh, and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Junior would be so proud. He would be proud of me. I finally quoted it, right? <laughs> yes. But, but that, that part that you present, your worship is saying, here I am. I'm hiding nothing. Right? Mm -hmm. I, I acknowledge who you are, and I'm not hiding anything about me and my need. Mm -hmm. And being vulnerable enough to say, I know you can. But do you want to? Will you? Will you? Right? Vulnerable because, because he can say no. He could say no. He can say, Don't you know the law says you can't touch me? Mm -hmm. Don't you know you're not allowed to be among this crowd of people? Don't we don't want you here? Get out of here with your sin, sickness, and that what's wrong with you. And and Jesus does none of that. He says, I will. Mm -hmm. I will. He puts his hand and touches him. He reaches uh, out and touches him. To, you're not supposed to touch a leper. And he says, I will. Of course I will. I mean it's just like that's what I came for. That's was to take point. care of your problem. What's wrong with you? I'm here to fix. I'm the one that can. Right? Mm -hmm. But everything he did, I, I think it's so funny. We've been talking about the law and how the law really means. Everything that leper did in that moment violated the law. Mm -hmm. And yet Christ reaches out and says, and does what he would have him to do because of what? I think because of worship. I think because of he, the what conquers the all of the law of and the is. prophets is love Jesus the Lord, is. right? And who He is. Mm -hmm. I I just think that's an amazing moment. Like you broke every rule, and that and if you're not careful, and those four verses can get skipped over really fast. He healed a help. He, he healed, healed a leper. leper. Okay, go on. No, he healed a leper. It, he healed somebody that was socially. Unable to be around anybody. So just imagine, he comes down the mountain from that sermon. All these people have heard him, right? And there's people in that audience that have been divorced. He talked about divorce. There's people in that audience that have mur murdered someone in their That's heart. That's committed They're, they're there. There's, there's people, people there that have done these things. And they're thinking, what hope is there for me? Because I've just heard what God has to say about that. Mm -hmm. And how, how serious that is. And then they watch this guy break every rule. Mm -hmm. And they watch Jesus fix it. And they go, I'm next. Mm -hmm. Me too. Right? Me too. Me too. Me too. Mm -hmm. That one guy who was vulnerable enough to say, if you will, I'll be, right, will open you? the door for everybody else mm -hmm. sitting there going, I need fixed too. I, I'm, I've done, I broke all the rules. I need fixed too. And he just opened the door by being honest. And I'm so grateful 
That's what, when we come to church tomorrow, Addison Church, and when whoever's listening to us goes to your church tomorrow, if we truly want to worship God, what we'd be doing, if we did it right, is opening the door to whoever And everybody else, when that first person worships, and they are themselves vulnerable, and they are a posture of knowing who God is and who they are. They profess it out loud, how great God is. Do you realize you'll open the door for everybody in the room to do that too? If they need healing and help and they're in trouble and they've messed up and they want to worship God, you just open the door wide open and come in. I've always thought that that was the saddest thing about a church gathering is that sometimes you, Nobody have, people, opens the door. you have people with absolutely broken hearts Can't sitting say amongst you, fighting battles that you fought, but they can't talk about it because everybody looks like everything's okay and good. And the truth is, one guy could change that in one, a service. Mm-hmm. One person, one leper. One person. One le- leper could stand up and say, if you will. Because remember, <laughs> when he goes to speak to him, he has to he has to show himself he as what he is. And I'm sure the crowd or the multitude that is following him on the other side of that <gasps> does this thing right here where we can't have sure him here. Right? You know what else? He opened the door at the priest's house. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. Mm-hmm. What's he going to do? And offer you Look offering. at me. Remember when you told me I had to go and sit outside of the town and nobody could touch me like it? Because I, he said, look what Jesus did. And I'm clean. Mm-hmm. Door wide open. Now that priest probably didn't. No. But, but he could but have he said, could have. Oh, if Jesus did that, who is this Jesus? And what, what's yeah, he what's like? He and who is this king? Mm-hmm. He, he, look what he look who he opened. And I and I said, <laughs> I don't want us to miss this either. And I know I'm right. beating this drum a little bit. But Jesus didn't step back. No. He touches him. Mm-hmm. And that's the number one thing you don't do. Because he didn't have anything to be afraid of. Right? We have to be afraid of getting that, leprosy because we're in the same boat as that guy, but Christ doesn't. But this is that same thing as, and I know I'm going over a whole other different place. If you touch sin, you became unclean under right. the law. But no Jesus touches sin Jesus. and it's gone. It's gone. Because he isn't affected by that. Truth, true good, swallowed up. All the other. All the other. All the bad. It's as if it never was. You know what? It's like being justified. Mm-hmm. Just as if. <laughs> it's just as if yeah. I never had leprosy. Just as if I was. And you know what I also I love about the story is he, he doesn't also, say, heal me. He, he says, says, make me clean. Mm-hmm. If you want. Make me will. clean. What he's concerned about when he comes to Jesus is the fact that he's unclean spiritually. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, heal my leprosy. Mm-mm. He says, make me clean. Mm-hmm. Right? And Make Christ him clean. makes him clean. And, and then he says, and go show that cleanness to the And then don't, the think of, don't forget who else he's opened the door for. All of his family. Anyone mm-hmm. that loves him. Every, if a multitude has, of people that wanted to kill him a minute ago. Yeah, everybody that just saw this <laughs> right? happen. I mean, right. Every every yeah. person affected in his life. And I, you know, Jamie reminded me of some stuff the other night in his sermon. Yeah, there's a reason you're here. Do you know who didn't open the door? Somebody who stood up and said, Lord, I've heard your sermon. I want to tell you that I've been doing very great with all these things. I want to tell you about how wonderful. I want to praise God that I've had such a marvelous life. That I'm not such a sinner as that public Because that's what we think a testimony is. The testimony was, look at me. I'm unclean. I'm a mess. If thou will, you can can make me clean. The testimony is, look what Jesus did for me. Not look what I've done for Jesus. We think that our testimony is, look what I've done for the Lord this week. Our testimony is, look what the Lord has done for me. And look what he showed me. And look what he taught me. He made me clean. Look what he can do. Because it's always about him. It's It's never about us. And we always, as human beings, we want it to be about us. We we don't even recognize that we have that desire Mm -hmm. sometimes. Well, probably should stop there. We should, we'll just stop here. But you know what? That's enough. That's enough for us to think about. And hopefully that will change how we present ourselves. Change how we worship a little bit. Change how we worship. Remind in posture. Us. Right. Mm-hmm. And in, in profession. Words, in, yep. And in presentation. All right. Hold nothing back. Thank you. And do that. And if you've been a Christian a long time, stop. Stop thinking that it's done. Because every day is another opportunity to posture ourselves in the right, right way so that we get we give praise. 
Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us. We will start then. We'll start at verse 5. So write that down so I don't forget. <laughs> verse 5 and chapter 8 of Matthew next week. Thank you for joining us. Keep your Bibles open and stay battle ready. You've been listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what we studied today, or if you'd like to send us a message, you can email us at battlereadybiblestudy at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. That's battlereadybiblestudy at gmail.com. You can also find more information on our website, www.addisonfwbchurch.org forward slash battlereadybiblestudy. Battle Ready Podcast, believing what it says.